Y'all ready? We ready. All right. Everybody. We ready. We ready. Roll call. Hey. My name is Brooke. Uh-huh. And I am here. Uh-huh. I like it in the front. What up? Sometimes in the rear. Whoa, whoa. Go, Rini. My name is Rini. Uh, and I'm a fun person. <laughs> and Alan. My name is Alan. Ooh. My name is Alan. Yeah. I don't know anything that rhymes with Alan. Hey. That was the whole song. What does rhyme with Alan? Nothing. You'll take my loving. Oh, by the gallon. Oh, Ooh. that's a good one. Oh. Yeah. Irene said, my name is Rini. And <laughs> no. I'm a nice person. <laughs> give me a chance her name is Rini. oh you know it's true oh cause she's your favorite uh, she'll she be your, your boo, boo. Uh, she'll no. be your best friend tell you go to the poo uh, and then she will spray her urine on you uh. no I no. will not spray she my- will, but she will fly to see a movie with you <laughs> alright maybe next time we can have our own theme song Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies from online streaming services. I'm your host today, Alan, and I'm here with your co-hosts, Brooke and Irene. This week, we'll be discussing and reviewing the movie I picked, Mute, available on Netflix. All right, everybody, welcome back to Streaming Unicorn Podcast. It's the Woo! first episode of season two. We are so glad to we're be glad back. We're glad to be back. We are. Didn't you guys miss the Unicorn Brigade while we were gone? I did to an extent, but we did get to keep in touch with a few people. We did. That's very true. It was very nice to hear from people. And we've been super busy making big, big plans. Word. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about these plans? Okay. Okay. One thing that you'll see uh, with the new episode is that we have a new mascot and a new logo. Woo! Yay! Their name is Uni. They're a little gender non-binary unicorn. And uh, they're our little representation of our podcast. We're very excited. And uh, we are working on having uh, some products with Uni on it. Uh, p- some people have said that they were interested in shirts and hats and stuff like that. So we're thinking about, uh, we're working on putting something like that together, as well as a little tribute to Urine Fireman. This will never die. I think Urine Fireman would sell better than any kind of uni. What do you guys think out there in the world, peeps? Y- urine Fireman. Yeah. But <laughs> uni is cute, and I think everybody's going to love uni, and uh, we're really happy with them. Um, What else? We are also uh, making plans to be at a few events this year. Um, Some prides around Ohio. So if you're in the area, um, that'd be cool. We're also thinking about going to the um, uh, Trans-Ohio Symposium. It's the 10th year putting that on. It's a big uh, workshops and symposium for um, trans, uh, gender non-binary, and allies. Friday is for professionals where you can get CEUs. And then Saturday and Sunday is uh, workshops for the whole community. There's over 80 workshops this year. Holy Ooh. cow. Yeah. And uh, keynote speakers, food and everything. And people that can't afford to come, there are scholarships available. So it's at the end of April. So everybody take a look at their calendar. If you're free, come on down and take a look at Streaming Unicorn Podcast. We'll have a... Um, 
so we'll have some presence there. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but we've also got some swag that we're, we've put together with our new logos and uh, that we're ready to um, hand out and, and expand the Unicorn Brigade. All right. We need more listeners. Oh, speaking of Unicorn Brigade, we have a new page on Facebook. We do. It's a Unicorn Brigade page. So one thing that we we love is we get feedback from our listeners, and they do reviews. I know 60X Self, uh, Kenneth, uh, those two have done several reviews. Uh, I love seeing those, but I worry that people don't get to see them as much because they are on the blog. Uh, and so what we've done is we've created a community for everybody. Um on our Facebook page, um, we, and here I'm completely unprepared, aren't I? Give me a second and I'll find a way that you get there. <laughs> Through the Facebooks. Yeah. So it's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash unicorn brigade. And that's a great place where you guys can join the groups. Uh, people can post reviews of the shows that we do, of movies that you see on your own, uh, or if there's a movie upcoming or something like that. So it's a great place for all of our Unicorn Brigade to get together and kind of share their love of movies and their love of the show. Um, so hey. we're going to put a link to that on all of our stuffs. Uh, so you'll be able to join us there too. There's all kinds of pl- ways for you to get to communicate with us. Yay. Because we love you. It's very exciting. We love you. Oh, Alan's kissing your little forehead. Just imagine Alan oh. with his big meaty hands <laughs> just holding the sides of your face and like small hands. Alan. Right there. I think your hands are delicate and wonderful. Delicate, dainty. Your Not- hands aren't delicate. Alan is an artist. <laughs> Those are some meaty artistic hands. Alan, what's your feel? Because I'm not going to tell you about your own um, hands. If you told me that my hands were meaty, I would punch you in a boob. I don't know. It's like a cross between meaty and delicate. So there you like, go. Like melicate? <laughs> or del- delimite? It's already season two, Ew. and here we are. Delimite? Delimite. Irene and I, <laughs> they're delimite. Yes, Alan. Yes. Let's make a sandwich it's... out of your hands. <laughs> season two, and already, Irene and I can't agree. Alan agrees with both of us. Of course. We're back to our old tricks. This is the dynamic. <laughs> I have uh, got a little cold, so I sound a little funky, funky. You can't tell it. You can't tell? No. You're exuberant. What about that? Well, that just sounds like maybe you're smelling you, somebody's Maybe your undies. excitement is overshadowing <laughs> your crustiness. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Another feature of season two is this year we're going to have some guests on the show. Yay! Yay! So not every episode is going to have guests, but we are going to have uh, about six episodes with guests this year or this season. So we're very excited about that. Yes. So like we said, we've been working our tushes off, bringing you all kinds of cool stuff for season two, but we're going to jump right into the meat that you came here for. More of me talking. Deli meats. Oh no. Alan's deli meat. (laughs) <laughs> Irene's saying mean things about me. That's one of my favorite things. Alan agreeing and being the great mediator. Mediator. Me? Seeing everything queer in every movie that I can possibly squeeze out of it. And These that- are the things you came for, and we will deliver them. Huh? Honor, honor. <laughs> At the edge of I a think, leading bell. <laughs> I think you have challenges coming up. <laughs> what challenges? Finding the queer. Oh, in yeah. all the movies. It's going to be hard to find some queer oh, in these but movies. but if anyone can do it. I can. I'm up to the challenge. Excellent. I got a nose for queer. I stick my nose in queer every chance I get. 
I've heard that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask my girlfriend. It's not awkward at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm glad that nobody else feels awkward either. Great. So, well, I, that's really going to bring us in to Irene's favorite part. Irene, did you miss it? The deets. The deets. Alan? The deets. Tell us about it, Alan. Deets. So, the summary of this particular movie it's set in berlin 40 years from now leo a mute bartender goes on a search through the city's cd underbelly to find his missing girlfriend and encounters gangsters and clues to his girlfriend's secret past now that sounds good so this movie was directed by duncan jones and stars alexander skarsgård as leo Seneb Saleh as nadira paul rudd as cactus bill and justin thoreau as Duck. Whack. Cirque de Seneb <laughs> I was even trying to find out how to say her name, and I don't even know. Oh, really? So that was I thought just, you did pretty good. That was my... I don't know. I was calling her Nabadoo. <laughs> Nabadoo. I was like, how, well, how many letters are in there? Nabadoo. That dun, are vowels. Nabadoo. Oh, Leo. Oh, Leo. Uh, Doug Jones, the director of this, uh, also did Moon, which was a movie that lots of people liked and I couldn't stand. M-O-O-N. And I found out that was set in the same time period. Yeah, same time period. They reference it in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then also he did the Warcraft movie. Which I liked, but it was not as good as I had hoped. Enter Sounds of Crickets there. I think the most interesting thing about him, though, is his dad is David Bowie. Yeah. Which I didn't know until you see at the end... That it's dedicated to David Jones, which is, I guess, his real, his birth name. His government name. Oh, I didn't name. know that. Yeah, and uh, it also was dedicated to his nanny, which I think her name was like um, Marion Skane. Skinny? I don't know how you say that. Hmm. Nanny Popo? Nanny Popo. But uh, apparently he had a nanny that he was very close to growing up, so. <laughs> <laughs> nanny Popo, actually, is what... <laughs> Excuse me. Way before people smushed people's names together, Brooke <laughs> smushed her parents' names together, Nana and Papa, for Nanny Popo. Because all the kids call them Nana, Nana and, and Papa. Papa. Mm-hmm. And so, did I come up with Nanny Popo? I think Nanny so. Popo. I that think sounds so. like something awful I'd do. I, I was gonna say I don't know who else would make up know, something like that. I don't that. think it was a child. I think it was Brooke. Yeah. Um, Paul Rudd. I like just about anything with Paul oh, Rudd in it. Me too. He's like a nerdy, kind of attractive, funny, mm-hmm. kind of. Except his facial hair on this. Right. Oh, I could not get over that damn like, crust ash. Oh, like, his total 70 stash. Like he was trying I to make not. out with Magnum P.I. and it came away in his mustache When stayed. he was operating with the mask on, I was like, oh, there you are. Right. Sir, we can right. Be let's, toge- let's hide that nasty we crap. We can be together again. Oh, you f- took it off and fucked it up. <laughs> I know that was that was just one example of how they took my eye candy and ruined it. Ruined yeah. it. But poor Mr. Scarsguard with all his scars on his guard. But you know what? I could even deal with that. Yeah. Up until later when he suddenly has two black eyes and a messed up nose. That's and I'm true. like, why are y'all yeah. taking my eye candy? Yeah. Before I, we even really get yeah. into the plot, there's a couple things. One, Paul Rudd was in it unnoticed. Two, this movie's two hours. <sighs> It, it felt like it. I'm it a was, time watcher in movies. It was two hours too long. And I, it is rare that I see a movie over an hour and a half that they couldn't have cut 30 minutes, and this is not an exception. Right. <laughs> That's very true. They could have easily cut 
15 to 20, 30 minutes off of this thing. I mean, Alan warned me and said, when you watch this, don't be tired. And I was like, how long is this? So mm. I checked and I was like, damn it, Alan. I know. Mm. And I checked on the time a couple of times during this movie because it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's interesting. But it does not move at a pace that necessitates two hours. Right. No. Yeah. It's not the Force Awakens. Well, and because of that, your mind tends to wander a little bit. Oh, in yeah. It. So, and it's one of those things where you're like, oh, there's a clue. And then there's like 20 minutes of stuff to make you forget about that clue until it's relevant later. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how I felt watching yeah. this. So I kind of was confused mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Because I had to like catch my mind up again to where we were in this story. Right. right. Your mind kind of wandered. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, who's that? What do I oh, remember? Wait, that's that person that they referenced 40 minutes ago. And it starts with that quote, uh, in order to mold his people, God often has to melt them. And I'm yeah. like, that's why you don't let God make decisions. Right. I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> right. that's fucking grim. That, that is grim. <clears throat> God, you're drunk. You can't, you can't come in no more. No, but that does remind me that there's a church here near in, in the area that one of the pokey stops at this church it says god's barbecue that's true and that makes me laugh so hard what are you doing god you're using hellfire to god's roasting up them steaks for the sinners for your brisket all you got to do is tie yourself up to a stake and close your eyes that's how indiana jones did it Mm. to avoid being melted by god oh that's true Hmm. he had a nazi barbecue in that one indiana Indiana Jones. jones And the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the Raiders Ark. of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones. And the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. It's at this moment that the Unicorn Brigade is either going, man, I really miss this show, or what the fuck am I listening to this for? Yes. That's real. You know I love it. So the opening shot is Leo floating there bleeding in the water and i was like is this 41 meters deep (laughs) is the shark on this job he just got slapped in the face with a petrified turd that brooke released in a stream (laughs) oh you just threw all the way back to that episode so much (laughs) a little turd torpedo turd torpedo so yeah i was like what the heck happened and then they're all in a boat and they're like turning the motor off so i'm like oh maybe they like ran over his throat with the boat Way to go, Amish people. That's why Amish people <laughs> shouldn't be driving boats. So is it okay That's to make paddles? For. Is it okay to make fun of the Amish people because they're not going to be listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's probably not okay to make fun of them, but that you probably will. Because <laughs> I'm gonna a little bit like, like I just said, like right. This that's what happens. An Amish person drives a boat, and God makes you slice up your child's neck. Apparently. Because this is the not the God that I'm used to. This is the God that will mel- melt you melt you, if melt you, you molded. To mold you. Well, I want to know why it's okay for them to use technology that can tear somebody's throat up, but they can't use technology to fix it. But wait a minute. I don't know exactly what happened because they did not use it to back up to get him. They paddled with their hands. Well, they probably didn't want to accidentally drive over him a second time. So maybe somebody else that wasn't Amish was driving a boat is what you're saying? Maybe. Hmm. All right, that, I'm giving the Irene. Mm. Witness is a fantastic movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Another Harrison Ford. That also Ford. had Amish people in it. It did. Yeah, Witness was all yeah. about the Amish people. The little kid witnessed a crime, and they're like, "Don't bring your Western ways in here." I know. And Harrison Ford witnessed a boob <laughs> in the barn. <laughs> you talking- blithering boob. <laughs> boob. <laughs> yeah. So that's another movie. Let's come back to our movie. <sighs> 
Witness was better than this movie. Yeah, so the kid's all chopped up, and they're like, oh, we'll take him home. God will heal him. Hmm. Well, he went to the hospital first, and they're like, we're going to need to do surgery. Let us do it. And they're like, nope. But I'm also very confused with the little Amish girl. Like, first of all, they're all out in a boat partying, apparently, and there's this one little homely-looking girl on the shore in her garb. Her Amish garb. I think that's his sister because like she's, she's sitting up later. Like she's sitting up on the stairs looking down at everybody. Y'all are going to get hurt. Y'all are stupid. Why are y'all doing that? Yeah, and then that happened. So it was his sister? It was I confirmed? Because so. I did. Yes. I missed that apparently. Because I think there's pictures later. Okay. Because I was like, okay, what's, what's the deal with this little girl? And I was, Like, is she like going to be Satan or something? She's a little creep girl. You'd think. Right. But then never pays off. Right, there's no, there's no payoff. anything with that. It's just little, she just, I mean, I don't know, she just saw this child <clears throat> chopped up in a motor, and she's probably a little traumatized. I guess that was the, the director's excuse for having that kind of shot through the door. They had to have some creepy little girl standing there to get that shot through the door yeah. to overhear the conversation. It's art, Alan. Yes. It's art. So fast forward to when he's older. And, and he's hot. still wearing Amishy clothes. Yes. But he's still hot. And um, you can tell he's got some scars on his neck yeah. and on his face a little bit. But ba- basically, he's like, I'm hot. I don't need to talk. Yeah, he ain't talking. Mm. He he's also a vibe. holding all of his breath when he wants to drink water. He's like, Yes. Also, there was a gigantic pool of peanuts on the table in the shelves. I didn't even notice. And I was like, Oh, I love, if, there's I was, so many details. Listen, I was like, if I had a big old bowl of peanuts on my table, it would just look like shit shrapnel of peanuts <laughs> out over on my floor. <laughs> the cat would probably be batting them around. That's because you like, make fun of Amish people instead of honoring their ways. They don't know. <laughs> That's what I do, If you though. honored the Amish way, you'd be sweeping it up every day with your bezel. You know what? My dad almost became Amish. Is that a real story? That's a real story. Why? Um, because he can you do to, that? It's, I thought yeah. it was like Judaism. It's hard to become one. Uh, it is hard to become one. Um, you have to go through a whole lot, but um, you can join the community, kind of like the Quakers. Hmm. Hmm. I think your dad so, would make a good Amish. No, he would not. Yeah, because then he'd be removed from society. Oh, Lord. That's kind of what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't prepared, though. Leo, Peanuts aside, I wasn't prepared for him to look outside and he lives in Blade Runner's world. Right. Oh, right. That's it what was, I thought too. It was so cool. It was so cool. Pretty like, light. How is it 40 lights. years from now? It's raining all the time. Shit's going boop, 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 and flying through the air. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. But he's clearly yeah. technologically struggling. Oh, Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's definitely like he he tends to avoid it. I think. <laughs> I guess. Technically, he's technically struggling so much, suffering suck a death. Medulla technangala. I mean, and in the future, there are robot titties. Everywhere. Oh my god! Everywhere, okay. yeah. Like, yeah, apparently. they go. Yeah, they go. He, there's a, one of the scenes is a strip joint, and I'm like, that robot stripper has some serious nipples. Those nipples, <laughs> like, will poke your eye out. I, was ca- I had porn bot written in my notes. <laughs> Why in Robot Jesus did they decide that the most realistic part of the robot had to be its nipples? That's what people come for is nipples. So we can have a whole robot, but those nipples, we need to make them out of latex. Well, later on, there was oh, one yeah. with a yeah. whole dick. Um, oh, yeah. At that one place. Mm-hmm. That scared me. I was like, I don't want that anywhere near me. No. It was terrifying. That was but robot on robot action. Back that ass up. Yeah, we'll get to that. And right before this, right, does anybody have anything else to say about the strip joint? Rubber, rubber, wanna, rubber biscuits. Rubber, 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 rubber. 
That's what she said. I know. Right before that, though, we meet Leo's girlfriend. Which I was like caught up in their little romance thing because they seem so happy. She seems so I know, sweet. so sweet. And she gets him that little phone. It's like <sighs> the lamest phone you can. And sh- and she is just, there. Uh, their chemistry is just so good in that. And I just wanted this story to be about their sweet little chemistry. Right. And it was not. It's like, let's throw little images of us looking cute and shy and funny and in love up on all the screens for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're going to have food delivered by a drone. Which yeah. I thought was cool. That, that was, was cool. cool. I'm ready for that life. I I'm ready to. to order some food, and I don't even have to talk to a human. I just bring me my food. Right. I'm not. I'm not ready to look like the costuming in that future, though. No, that's not a requirement of drone food. <laughs> you can have drone food and dress however you want, right? Okay. Well, you can, you can be a like, robot. Well, Goth now? Princess Sophia. <laughs> Head to toe in Suicide Squad. It doesn't matter. Oh shit. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you could look like Megalodon. Well, That's right. Mm-hmm. You could dress like Megalodon. You you can. You can be anything you want to be. You That's can dress how you want movie. to. Um, Just don't leave your home. If you Brooke, <laughs> let me talk. If yeah, you listen no, about listening. the drones, I'm listening. I've been trying. Here I am. Lord, I'm tired. I'm here for you. I'm tired. Look at me. I'm weary. <laughs> Already. Weird. We're like fifteen is minutes that into the first off, episode. Girl? No, that steak is wearing off. No, I got I got strength, but um, they have these robots that do food delivery in bigger cities now. So you can order it, and it's and they little, drone it in, and it no, it's like a, it looks basically kind of like a cooler on wheels. Oh, that kind of baby R two D two kind of that kind of just like rolls through and you and takes it to if your R two D two brought my food, I'd pay extra. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Just knock, knock, knock. R2-D2. And it's like, is there a tip? No, I'm not going to tip you. And he goes, R2-D2 is in a movie. He's from a movie like Star Star Wars. Wars. Don't judge how I use the bell. You can't try to, don't, you can't rein her in. I know, Irene has her own She's a bell rebel. I really like the bell. She's a (laughs) rebel. What? (laughs) Now, Alan's a rebel. I had to. I had to join so the So this strip bar is where, um, what is the girl's name? Um, Loma Nakabisa? Na- Nabadu. Na- na- Nadira. Nadira, Nid- which I love her name. Nadi? Like, Don't like, they call her Nadi? Oh, they do call her Nadi. Like Bagheera? Nagira. Wait, what's her Nadira. name? Nadira. Nadira. Bagheera from the jungle book. She is I not. I must go to fetch the water. She is not a panther. Till the day Til that the I am grown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you don't remember the Jungle Book? I do remember the Jungle Book. It was one of my favorite stories. And I actually didn't mind the new movie. I know the new movie was good. That was really good. Except King Louis sat there so long, he yeah. became Part, affixed to the place yeah, he was sitting. He was attached to the ground. He His said, Boshuda, is what he said. Mm. So, anyway, about this movie. So, <laughs> this is where Nadira, the strip joint, is where Nadira works. And she's getting sexually harassed like crazy. And. The the mute um, Leo. Leo, he is did the bartender. You, did you just refer to him as the mute Leo? <laughs> yeah. You could just call him Leo. I know. Like, I, that, was, that was... She wanted to call him Le Not mute. person first language, and I apologize. I'm just, I'm just looking at you like... What? Leo, the mute. No, like everybody <laughs> knows he's mute by now. You could just call him Leo. Leo! Or you could just call Leo. him Mutie. Leo! Mutie? He's a mutie. What? 
I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm trying. Look, it's, it's, I'm trying to be respectful. This is not. I mean, it's one thing to talk about the Amish community. They ain't listening. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's okay. On. It's another thing. <laughs> But mute people aren't deaf, so they're hearing us. Is that what you're saying? Yes. But you're rude. Th- but that is way harsher than you're rude. I meant to say it. I love all our listeners, our mute and deaf ones. And I realized that when I said <laughs> the mute, that was incorrect. Oh, good. And that's why I said, Leo. So Leo's the bartender. Are you done, Irene? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? I had to think about it, but yes, I'm done. Good. Carry Alan, on. do you have anything? Do you need to shame me? I'm good. Okay, good. Good. I'm properly shamed. Do you want to talk about this movie? No, I'm, I'm letting you do it. Okay, so the next part. <laughs> now go on, I'm, I'm listening. Um, I'll just read my notes. Irene. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> and I quote. Paul Rudd is not my boyfriend. No. Oh. So, Neary is acting kind of sketchy. Naughty. Snotty. Nagiri? Not snotty. It wouldn't be a new episode if I didn't get the names wrong. <laughs> that is true. This one is very difficult, though. What did I call her? Nabadoo? <laughs> <laughs> Nabu? No. Prince Nabubu. Prince Nabubu. So, she's acting sketchy, and she's like, I need some paper. And he hands over Chekhov's notepad, because you know... This notepad's going to come up again. Right. As soon as she wrote something, I'm like, oh, great. Now I know she's going to disappear, and he's going to have to go scrub, 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 oh, yes. and see what the deal is. Right, and she's having that little conversation in the back alley with her mm-hmm. friend, Luba. Luba, which I also put <laughs> in my Who notes. Who blows like a tuba. Um, gay in the future is weird. That is what I said about Luba. Well, tell us what you meant about that. Um, that plastic thing, his style is just his very, style was super weird, so weird. And I was like, it was like, it was like super eighties. <clears throat> yes, it was very eighties. And then I was like, what is this plastic thing on your head? Like that's on your forehead that is kind of a mask, but not. Mm-hmm. I was just like, your style. And he played several different roles in this. He's he was he best did. friend. He was a sex worker because Leo came in to see him to find. Um, not Nari, Nuu, No, no, Doctor No, <laughs> to find his girlfriend after she disappears, <laughs> and uh, then he was, he had breasts at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he should have breasts. I, which I was like, that, oh, maybe the name Luba now makes sense. But, <laughs> but that wasn't that his wasn't Luba name though. Is Kai. That wasn't Ky. That, that wasn't Luba though, right? Yeah, they was. were. No, that was Luba. That was still Luba. He so, just looked different. Yeah. Because they just come it's off, It's the remember? future. It's the future, Irene. You can I, have breasts in the future. Yes, I hear I hear what you're saying. I just thought yeah. it was a, a, there was a different name associated with that no. person. Mm-mm. No, it's Luba Luba Luba. I made you out of clay. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Luba Luba Luba. This movie you, was very confusing at times. So, uh, Naughty, Nady, no. Jesus Christ. Bagheera. Naughty was right, right? Okay, I can remember that because she's naughty. That's how I remembered it. Okay, so Naughty is like, I have to tell you about someone, but look, it's a bed. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> she's all, that was awesome. Let me show you to my secret wood shop. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna show her. Remember? To the she was wood like, shop. "Do you have a car? No, bitch. I am a wood woodworker. Right. I've like, been making us a bed with dolphins. Hey, hey. She's like, it's from a fantasy. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Is it? 
It's Alan's fantasy to have a bed made out of dolphins, maybe. It would be. I mean, yeah. come on. Amish furniture? That's... I don't oh, know. I didn't even think about that. Right. That, that's, that's, his, that's his trade. Yeah. He's making Amish furniture. He just keeps it hidden in a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, well, that has really touched me. Now I want you to touch me. And so they make out. Right. And it's like, I'm going to tell you, you don't know anything about me. I'm going to tell you about something. Actually, no, I'm not going to for some <laughs> reason. And I'm leaving in the rain. And he's like, uh, how about sex? And she's like, mm, let's do it. Yeah. I don't deserve you in me. I mean, deserve you. Right. She had real cute blue hair, though. She did. I love it. And then her lips matched her hair. And, and, the, and like, then they were making nasty comments about, do the drapes match the, or what is it, the floor floor carpet match the drapes? Yeah, carpet know, match so. drapes. Yeah, when she was being harassed. Those mini I don't know, though. It was something about blue pubic hair. Yeah. That's like trying to make, when you make a cake, you got to make it the color uh, of food. Appetizing. And right. you definitely don't want to make your junk a strange color. Irene looks like she's into strange color junk. I, I don't Blue know. Blue waffle? I mean, <laughs> if somebody did their pubic hair pink, I'd be like, I want to see that. Blue, probably. Green? But, then, but I'm thinking you have to bleach that and how painful that might be if you have real sensitive skin. I'm just thinking too much about it. Yeah. yeah. You walked all the way through it and that's okay. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I stepped out of the room. So, girlfriend who's up to something, disappears. She gone. And Mr. Leo is sad. And then we flash over to Paul Rudd and his friend. Um, the doctor? Cactus yeah. and duck. Cactus and duck. And they're in a basement somewhere. Cactus Paul Rudd is cactus. Surgery. And the doctor, other oh, doctor is duck, right? Yes. It took me a while. I didn't right. even know. And that's like, just what in are these guys? Right. It. I mean, you kind of get snippets here and there. Yeah. It wasn't right. even this point in the movie when I did figure out right. what the hell they no. were. It's right. like, okay, well, they do some kind of doctor work. Right. I was like, yeah. clearly they are some kind of underground doctor for right. like, criminals. But also, is this the kind of doctor that is in the future? Is this the only kind of doctor? Like, is this legit right. work? I didn't even know it was for criminals at this point. Well, I just got that feel because they had like these Russian mobster guys. Right. They're clearly American. Russian type of mobsters or Germans because they're in Germany. Like I was dying because so. they kept calling them a-holes instead of AWOL. AWOL, yes. Which that was like my first clue yeah. is, oh, apparently they're some kind In of the military. military soldier, med- med- medical person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're AWOL hiding out in the city. Right. But um, Duck you done good, Alan. says several times that he served his time. So it's Cactus that is AWOL. Cactus Bill. AWOL. Crestash. Crestash Bill. Which I found in the... Um, uh, reading about it, there was a review with the director where they said that they were inspired by um, Hawkeye and Trapper John from MASH, from Mash yeah. which I thought was perfect. That's exactly how I could see their like relationship, Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of fun. And it turns out that the actors themselves are friends in real life, so that's what kind of drew him to pull those characters from those actors, because they had that chemistry mm-hmm. already. Yeah, they did, have, and they had great chemistry. They did. Mm-hmm. I actually, at one point, thought they were brothers. Like they, before, I realized they were friends. They are brothers. Are they? they talk about it later on? But I think it's I think it's brothers in arms, right? Like military brothers. That's how hmm. I gathered. Okay. Yeah, I feel. I thought they met in the military. Right. Mr. Cactus Jack Paul Rudd though is terrible at finding babysitters. He's got this adorable <laughs> little daughter who says nothing this whole movie, mm-hmm. and he's leaving her with arms dealers and prostitutes and every bit of terrible thing. Maybe she's mute as well. No, she's not. She's not. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and, it's like, let's just take her to the whorehouse. Right. Oh. oh, she's safe here. This is good. 
while Duck hey, is in there moaning. you with the glittery boobs. Can you watch my babe? And she was like, sure, honey. But did it before. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go to dinner. That's true. This movie, it, it, it's hard to talk about because it's not very linear no, it as it is. About. It hops all over the place. Like, uh, at some point, uh, Leo goes and finds this guy named Oscar who is this uh, weird fetishist guy. And he has the robots Irene talked about earlier. He has these gay sex robots. Oh, but that's no, that's after bed. Nadira goes missing. Oh, yeah. She, she actually disappears, and they don't know where she's gone. And so he's kind of freaking out, you know, especially knowing that she had a secret. And after they woke up after making love, she was gone. Mm-hmm. And he didn't see her since then. And then at work, and that guy shows back up, and he's being an ass about her without her being there, and he loses right. his shit. And the journey begins of trying to find her. Dun, dun, dun. Um, one thing, though, is that the movie is definitely kind of two storylines happening. Yeah. That um, seem that unrelated. Of, that seem unrelated, but they kind of kind of cross paths like they yeah, saw each other. Yeah, uh, Cactus Jack cross paths every Cactus once in a while. Bill. Cactus Bill cross paths every once in a while. And you're like, this is meaningful in something. Something, yeah. Yeah, because what, he, he ends up going to that underground bazaar or whatever. And I think at that same place, that's where Cactus Bill and his daughter... Oddly enough, or like trying to get paperwork so that he can get out of the country with her. Right. Because he hates that place and he wants to get away. You get a babysitter for all kinds of things, but you didn't get a babysitter for <laughs> this really weird arms deal or right. um, mobster fest <laughs> place. I know there's all kinds of crazy crap going on, but she's just jamming out to some music while all that's going on. That Yeah, that's true. It's like, I'll just keep her occupied. And I thought it was funny when Leo left there for some reason... The uh, colonel from Rambo just shows up out of nowhere. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it's like thinly veiled threats, and I don't, I don't understand it. I don't I didn't understand either. why he never came back. I was like, it's like if he knows, why isn't he arresting him? It's so weird. I was confused. It's almost as weird as when Leo gets in a car and he struggles to put it into first gear, <laughs> and then drives all over the town without ever changing a gear again. Right, that's true. Trying oh, to follow an air. This car? movie's weird. You're trying yeah. to follow an air car. Oh, and then I guess he goes to see Luba. Yeah, he goes to see Luba again, and Luba had the breasts, which really made me think, like, in this future, apparently, like, you can just get parts and put them on you, which, for trans people, that's, like, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that. They've just recently done a successful uh, womb transplant, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal for trans people, because that's one for trans women. Uh, who might want to have a baby. And so, like, a future like this, even though there's so much dark and dreary about it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a good part. Yeah, um, I felt like um, this uh, character wasn't um, it wasn't made fun of anyway. Right. Um, Except by me when I was calling him Luba Boobs. Because <laughs> when he had the boobs, that's when I was calling him Luba Boobs. Because <laughs> it was almost like a separate persona for a minute. So I, I just... I distinguished between Luba and, and Luba, Luba boobs. boobs. Okay. I'm confused though because in the beginning, um, Luba knows about her plan to disappear and to leave, but then this other one person that I did not think was Luba is talking about how they are betrayed by Nabira. Um, well, she was going to disappear, but she was going to get back in touch with Luba because she wasn't ever going to lose contact with Luba. She was going to disappear from her boyfriend. And that's why when Leo went to see Luba at the sex club where Luba was a sex worker, 
that's why Luba was a lot more angry. Like you're a you're a loser. You're no good. And why when he saw him later in the film when he was Luba Booba that he was a lot sadder because he hadn't heard from her. And so he's like, she ran away from both Both of us. us. He felt superior earlier. And now he knows he's in the same spot as this guy. Gotcha. Okay. I thought he was pissed because I thought my my gathering was that he felt betrayed that she took the money and ran. Yeah. Right. And I think were were they supposed to run together. Like, I don't, I think we're both right. I think he was sad and pissed. I think he was pissed because he was so sad and and, like betrayed and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's complex for Luba. Right. Luba's, then, a, Luba's a big feeler. <laughs> but he also was like, I also know you don't like technology. Zap! Uh-huh. He zapped the shit out of him. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome because when uh, Leo wakes up and Luba's gone, uh, he goes over the smart fridge and the smart fridge was cool. I could live with a smart fridge like mm-hmm. this. It kind of had an evaluation of the foods inside and how healthy it was for you if it was expired and mm-hmm. stuff. And his mom called on it and he was trying to call uh, Naughty's. Uh, Nate, nasty, nudie, nudie. What's her name? Nadira. Naughty. Naughty. He's trying to call Naughty's mom and find out where she is. But I'm like, I could turn my life around for a fridge like that. Because <laughs> your life is so bad right now? When are you going to turn I your ain't got that fridge, do I? No. Well. 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 Well, you sound like me. Maybe if well. they had that fridge. Maybe if they had that fridge. Wouldn't be late to anything ever again. Because it would say, hey, you need to get ready. That's not true. I am am habitually late. But my girlfriend is habitually really late. So (laughs) Late times I don't even seem that late anymore. I do like this about that your relationship. It's because you're a mean old bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Mayhaps. So at this point in the movie, I check the time and we have an hour left. Uh. And I'm like, how? How? What how else can we have is going to happen? Left? I was already down for two hours and now they've wandered around forever. Like, how can there be more hours? <laughs> I don't know, but I think we'll find out after this after break. The break. This break is brought to you by Streaming Unicorn Podcast presents Tales of the Unicorn Brigade. In this week's episode, the Daring Unicorn Brigade continues its mission to grow its noble ranks and spread good cheer that Streaming Unicorn Podcast brings to the world. We join the Unicorn Brigade as they plot a daring rescue to save Brooklyn, Rini, and Alan from the evil clutches of dead air. We have to get the word out and rally our listeners. It's the only way to free our friends from dead air. I know. We can encourage our friends to go online and subscribe to Storming Unicorn Podcasts via their favorite social media sources like Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, Facebook. This will help bolster our ranks to help fight dead air. Well, that's great. I know there are links to those sites through StreamingUnicornPodcast.com, and we can also encourage them to rate and review the show on those sources, too. That will strengthen our friends and weaken our sinister dead air. Hey, other Unicorn Brigaders are showing up as we speak. I think it's time we take to the offensive. Meanwhile, back at the evil lair of dead air. What? What do you mean their popularity is growing and the Unicorn Brigade is amassing its forces? Ha ha, dead air. Nothing can stop our loyal fan base from spreading the word of streaming Unicorn podcast. Yeah, nobody puts baby in a corner. Irene, you have to say the name of the movie, not a line from it. Like, Dirty Dancing. Bah! The sound of that bell makes me want to laugh. Bah! Curse you! 
I'm feeling silly and happy. Must fight it. Will the Brigaders defeat the evil dead air? Will our heroes escape obscurity? Will more and more people join the Unicorn Brigade and spread the word of Streaming Unicorn Podcast? Well, I guess you'll just have to spread the word and keep listening to the show to find out. And that was Streaming Unicorn Podcast Theater. That was fun. I'm spreading. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm spreading. Are you wide open? I'm spreading the word are, are wide. Are you spreading the news? I'm spreading the good news. Have you heard the good news? <laughs> I've heard the good news. I know no news is good good news without Gary Gnu. Gnap. 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 Okay. So, that's another improvement for season two, y'all. We're going to have more interesting and varied breaks. Yay, fun breaks. At Irene's request. And I think it was a good request, because that one was already more fun. (laughs) That was pretty fun. That one's pretty fun. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. so cute. That was a good idea. That was pretty cute. Good idea. Cute. So, what happens now? Um, Nikki shows up. Nikki was was a bad guy in this film. Mm-hmm. Shows up at uh, Doctor Cactus, the Cactus Place, and <laughs> Cactus Pete. And they kick him down the steps. And finally, we're like, okay, so Cactus, whatever his name is, uh, fixes and heals got people for bad guys. Okay, that's 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 what he does. I finally, an hour in. <laughs> started to understand more about what he does. Right. And the other guy has like a professional business like with prosthetics and yeah, things um, like that. What's his friend's name? Duck. 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 Yeah, he's he's pr- super profesh. He also, whole prosthetics and everything. Also yeah. super, super cre- creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Tell so, us about it, Arini. So creepy. Okay. Everybody gather in. <laughs> Whoa. I okay. didn't know it was going to be a big moment. <laughs> Look, I was going through it at this part because this dude has been super creepster like making mm-hmm. weird comments about young girls and um won't even have sex with young girls or how hot girls are leering um, at them leering at them at the, knowing his super best friend has like a really young daughter like why would you say creepy ass shit like that to your best friend who has a daughter why would you say creepy shit like that in the well, first there's place? there's reasons. Well, like, it, he's even super creepy because this young girl comes in and she's got a prosthetic and he's like, I'm just going to take some video of her for... Um, Purely for testing purposes. To see her gait. And he's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And I'm Ugh. like, what the fuck? Right. Also, um, when he went to the house of ill repute or the cat house or, you know... Ho house? Whatever. Um, the sex work house. The sex work house. Mm-hmm. Shame me about mutes, will you? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys have been calling a whorehouse this whole time. I've been trying to <laughs> call a, a whole me. different name for it. That's, it's a whorehouse. That's more respectable, but I, I don't it's know. It's the best little whorehouse in New Detroit. I guess. Berlin. But, um, I burn, I burn, oh, that's right. Burn, burn. He was talking to one of the girls, and she looked really young, even though she was like 21 or 22. But he was like, oh, yeah. You look about 16, is that right? Yeah, so he did gross. Say that, and I did think that was gross. So gross. So he's like, oh, it's just a game. So Dr. Cactus, what does he find? He finds pictures and video? Yeah, he found a he saw a video feed video and he was feed. like, "What is this?" And it was of the little girl's changing area. Yes. So he went and he checked it out and, "Yep, this guy's been video recording little girls." Gross. So gross. So he comes back and he roughs them up. They have a very violent confrontation. But then suddenly, everything's fine. 
I was like, right. what? This is going to ruin their friendship forever. This guy's a piece of shit. And that's how it looks. Right. And then suddenly, suddenly he we're gets, done with that. He gets the news that he got his um, papers and fraud business. So and we're best friends again. And then he's like, let's go celebrate. I'm sorry. We just had a conversation about this dude being a mega creep. And you're like, we're going to be fine. <laughs> just don't do anything or I'm going to break your legs. Right. Mm. So while I was confused about that, Next, Leo finally tracks down uh, Nadira's um, mom. Oh, yeah. And come to find out, she is Cactus's ex. Bum, bum, bum. And the child that has been quiet this whole time is Nadira's. Dun, dun, dun. And when she said, I'm going to tell you about somebody else, she probably meant her daughter. Bum, bum, bum. So it all comes crashing into his mind. He understands. Not really. but Yeah, but we do. But we do. We understand, by God. I will say I liked when he like was he went swimming in the pool and screamed because that was like his only way of emoting. Apparently, oh yeah, he was really upset and right? he goes underwater and he just opened his mouth and silently screamed into the mm-hmm. pool. Bubbles. That was I mean. And, okay, so let's talk about how Eric Skarsgård did or didn't do with this film. Mm-hmm. I felt like if you're going to be in a movie where you can't speak then it's all going to be about your emotions and your and, and the, the range that you have. And I felt like he had, like, two, like, completely blank and, like, miserable. Those were his two emotions. I don't... He just didn't have the range, I didn't think, to pull this role off. Yeah. Well, I, but I thought part of that was his portrayal of an Amish character. I felt like... He was trying to be reserved? Well, yeah. I mean, you don't see them usually getting super emotional unless uh, they're intoxicated. Except he wants to be everybody's fucking ass all over the planet. But but it's like from... It's coming from a protective point of view. So he's okay to be crazy if he's protecting somebody. Hmm. All right. Yeah, but and while I might understand that as a motivation for this character for a movie, I don't feel like it worked mm. because I think it made the movie feel longer, even because you're just suffering along through his blank face. Well, and one of the things I read the director had said is that the movie wouldn't work if it were solely focused on him, which is why he created um, Cactus because he kind of is the complete opposite. Yeah, I, and I agree with the director. Like, he overly reacts to everything. I would have been more interested to see a movie about Cactus Jack. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Although he annoyed the crap out of me. Like, when he was in the mall. Ugh. And that the security guard's, like, walking up, hey, you didn't pay for this. Yeah, because he just snatches up some nuts or something from yeah. throws some candy in a, in a thing, and it's, like, 50 cents worth of candy, and he's going to eat it, and the security guard's like, hey, but yeah, then he like tries to murder him and is an obnoxious asshole. Completely. Oh, oh you're going to lose your life over 50 cents worth of candy? Right. Do you think maybe he was still mad at his friend and was kind of taking it out on this person that he could take it out on? I think definitely. Yeah. But I think he's sure. probably mad at life and takes it out on people that he can take it out on. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, well, his, his job is to torture people. Yeah. Well, and something else I read from the director's point of view that I thought was interesting was that he was supposed to represent how the world views Americans. Um, you know, like hmm. feel it like a feeling of entitlement. I can do whatever. And people look back and they're kind of entertained, but also fear them mm-hmm. because of like the certain kind of power they're perceived to have. Ooh. And so he kind of portrays that. And I thought that was actually, I can see that when I hear that. Yeah. That was a good way to portray it. Yeah. I see that too. I think that is good. Ultimately though, Leo mm-hmm. takes the banister from his bed and just goes around beating the shit out of people. 
<laughs> and yeah, uh, that was a twist. He gets to the club, beats up some folks there because he's looking for um, cactus. And unfortunately, it's just a few minutes early. If he'd hung out a little bit longer, he'd had cactus. But uh, he's going around beating people up because he's going to hunt cactus down because he's like, cactus has to be in the reason that Nadi has disappeared. And then I noticed there's 30 minutes left of this fucking movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. this is the end, guys. How can there be 30 minutes left? So much time. Jesus, it's so slow. But they end up at um, Cactus Bill's Cactus house. house. Uh-huh. And, like, you, you get, what was it? Um, Paul Rudd gets there first and takes his little girl to her bedroom and then meanders around the house for a while. Yeah. Um, no, of- Leo gets there first. Goes down in the Did basement. He get there first. And um, what's that dude's name? The, the little bat, Nikki. Nikki was still down there oh, from getting right. his shit You're beat right. out of him, and he he sets him free and sends him up. Paul Rudd gets there. That's right. Starts head down, and Nikki's lifeless body falls down the steps again, and mm-hmm. then and he comes, and and Paul Rudd is like, "What's up? I'm gonna murder you." <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, "I know what you're here looking for. You're looking for Nadira. Check in that room." So mm-hmm. he goes in that room and looks in a place. There's nothing there. Looks in a place. There's nothing there. It, like takes forever for fucking ever. And then what does he find? Nadira. Nadira. Wrapped up in some plastic. And, yeah. And dead. Dead. I I don't know about y'all, but I had been hoping that she would be alive. All Me this too. Time, chained up maybe. In right. The yeah. In a pit. Yeah. Something. All Her the, makeup all run. All the hope was gone. She is dead, and I was so mad. Mm-hmm. Um. Can we just talk? about for a second go back for a second remember when he um leo was getting like kicked out of that bar by that the huge guy and he like threw him out into the street yeah didn't it just look like limbs flying everywhere it did he's so because tall and lanky you expect yeah when he got kicked out and thrown out in the street you'd expect him to just fall and stuff right. but he didn't no. he just kind of pinwheeled and was it like was, <laughs> it was like skibbity, 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 skibbity. Like, and he's up on his feet happy wheels happy what wheels. Happened. yeah yeah <laughs> Yep. I was like, oh crap! I gotta mention that because I was like, I didn't. His body moved the way I was like, people's bodies don't move that way. His body is Wonderland. Mm. Like if a Wonderland has like Ferris wheels and stuff on it. Oh okay. No. No. Mm. Mm. So Leo grabs Nadira and starts stumbling out of there like Quasimodo dragging Esmeralda <laughs> out of a burning building. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Suddenly, Leo is Frankenstein's monster, and he's just like, he's so sad, and he just gets the fuck out of there. It's crazy. He tried to get out of there. Well, that's right. He tried to he tried to get out of there. He didn't get out of there. You're right because him and Cactus had to fight, mm-hmm. and Cactus pulled out his giant. That's not a knife on him, <laughs> right? And he's like, "Come which, on, bring me some of your godliness." Bowie knife. Oh. And the director's dad was David Bowie. 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 Anyway. Uh, then it was the worst slow-ass kill in life as he slowly plunges that knife into Paul Rudd's throat. Ugh. I'm like, where's that go? Oh, it's coming out the back of his and neck. And it came out the back of his neck. And Ugh. all he can do is lay on the ground and gurgle. I thought he was dead at that point. Because, you know, who lives through that? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, like, mm-hmm. choke on your own blood? Right. No. Gurgle, 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 gurgle. That's all he did. And that was the quickest fight, too. I expected it to be like a good five minutes of fighting. He no. pulls the knife out. Leo's like, no, bitch. Turns it around in his neck. Done. Mm-hmm. Well, Leo. He had the range. Leo Frankenstein's right out of there with Naughty. And then in comes Duck. Quack. The pedophile doctor. Mm. And 
old Dr. Rudd is laying on the ground, gurgling for another ever. And you're like, oh, is he going to help him now? No. No. Instead, this pedophile is going to take his daughter and leave with her. Hmm. But he's going to turn the TV monitor that's down there around so he can watch. He can watch him as take he his gurgles daughter. to his death. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was horrific. It's it horrific. was really affecting. Yeah. And there's another 20 minutes left in the so movie. Bad. It's right. supposed to I be the like, end. I was I was actually hoping that it wouldn't be that kind of a gruesome end because I thought that was horrible. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. like Paul Rudd this whole time, but I also hated that he'd have to watch that happen to his daughter. we got to watch happier movies next time, y'all. Yeah, we do. Although something I did like a lot was at this point, this really beautiful little music box version of Heart Shaped Box starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was glorious. I was like, yes, let's listen to that instead of thinking about the gurgling of Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> In the background. Right. Yeah. And then um, it just so happens that the pedophile doctor had an extra larynx laying around and decided he'd just do a solo surgery just to make Leo say he's sorry for killing Paul Rudd. He does a whole larynx replacement just to get him to say he's sorry. That's crazy. Yeah. And so they're driving off into the, what were they, crossing the border? Is that what they were doing? No, they were, just, they were going to, he drove him to where Nadia and Cactus oh, that's right, first met. First it's met. a bridge where they first met. And he's like, look, they've carved their initials in here. That's right. And you've run that because you're a shit person. It's like, wait, Cactus killed her. Right. Leo didn't do shit, but it doesn't matter. They're all fucking crazy anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so then he's going to throw Leo off the water into the water and let him drown because he won't say sorry even with his new robot larynx. Even though he was like super drugged and fucked up and yes. stuff. Because apparently pedophile doctor is just so crazed on sadness and craziness. whatever he's going to do with his daughter. I don't know. It was creepy. But when the uh, Leo sucked that deep ass breath, I knew that pedo doc was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Leo, he's been practicing. Every time he drinks water. Glug, 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 glug. And that's what he did. He <laughs> grabs the doctor with his mighty, mighty... All the non-speaking arms <laughs> jumps into the water and just holds him there in his sweet little bear hug until mm-hmm. Pedodoc dies, and then Leo swims to the top while the other guy sinks into the just without any emotion See, on his face. This is a much better story than what you would read online for sure. And so, of course, he pops to the surface, and the little girl has gotten out of the car at this point. So, what was her name? Josie. She's like standing there. She's making noises. She's talking and stuff. for the first time in this whole right, film. Right, the whole mm-hmm. film. Well, yeah. she had to get oh, paid. Oh, she called his name. She had what? to get paid. Oh, she had to get paid. She did. She said well, Leo. You know, I, it, it, the symbolism wasn't lost on me. Leo kind of stopped his life in the water, and now he's kind of reborn in the water. He can speak again. He comes out of it, and he's talking in his weird little robot voice. Robot voice. Uh, <laughs> Josie started talking. And so then. I guess in the future, you get to just take care of your girlfriend's daughter when right. everyone else is dead. I don't know how that works. Nobody but follows up on out. any of that. Wasn't, wasn't he going to take it, her to n- Nabira's, Nadira's, Nadia? Mom. Mom's. Maybe. Maybe mom oh, let him that's have right. the, You're the, right. the little girl. And then I guess he was just visiting on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they do. Which brings us to my what if. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to miss out on Alan's what if Alan's on our first episode if. of the season. I believe in miracles. Here it comes. Your sexy what if. But it's not anything crazy. It's more like what if he found Nadira and she was alive? 
and then we could just skip that whole bunch of bullshit at the end, end of the movie. All the tragedy? The tragedy part? Like, they can have their fight. Like, Paul Rudd and him have their fight, and she'll be in the corner. Oh, I'm so weak, and I've been chained up all this time. And he'll just kick his ass, have your gruesome knife scene, and then they take Nadira. See, that's not and, how I would have had it. I would have had it where he found her, and Leo's starting to get his ass beat. And then Nadi, oh, and then she comes, Nadi in. comes in, and she's a badass. Now that she's free... Mama cat's out the bag, and she's the one who stabs that motherfucker. Oh, I'd be fine with that, too. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Anything I but what that. happened. Right. Yeah. I needed somebody to stab that pedo doctor, like, right in the eye. Yeah, I wasn't satisfied with the drowning for mm. him. He deserves so much worse. He deserves some kind of jail term. But I didn't even want the suggestiveness of him having access to her oh no that was I, just oh it gave me so much anxiety right i was like oh, this is not right i don't think this is how this should because i thought that at that point that's how it was going to end you should have checked there was 20 more minutes yeah. every time i checked there was 20 more minutes well, that's why i quit checking because you know how you like watch a pot of boiling water and it never boils it's like well, how that's long how are these credits was. this movie never boiled 20 minutes so let's go on to ratings Take me to your ratings. So I gave it two and a half stars for entertainment. I couldn't quite get to three because I was confused half the movie. Mm-hmm. It just drug on and drug on. And like I said, my mind would wander and I'd have to come back to topic and put things together, which was a lot of work. And as far as. Um, flags I gave it like one and a half because we had Luba and Luba boobs <laughs> for me I thought that this movie sets the atmosphere really well it was like really futuristic and mm-hmm. grungy and it was in a totally believable way the world felt lived in and I liked that about it I loved the way that they had people of many languages coming together mm-hmm. um I thought Eric played the mute man well enough, but again, had to rely too much on expression. And Did she say meat man? man? No, the mute man. I, th- I swear you said meat man. This is a, this is a your environment moment. Okay, everyone. we'll replay it. Here it is. I thought Eric played the mute man well enough. Played the mute man well. The mute man. There you have meat it. Meat man. <laughs> so Eric plays the mute gentleman well enough. <laughs> And asked her, but he had to rely on a lot of expression, and he was, he's just too stilted to be great at it. I felt like the mystery was a bit drawn out, and it finally was kind of a shocker. Like, mm-hmm. I was surprised a little bit by it, but it was just too slow of a buildup. Um, I liked that Paul Rudd got to be someone different, and I liked disliking him in a movie for a change, because he was very dislikable. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it two out of five stars. Uh, And there is a little bitty smidge of LGBT representation, though the one gay person was an asshole. and (laughs) That's true, he was. Uh And that's how that goes. Uh, So I'll give it one out of five pride flags for my name is Luba. Okay. Well, I have to agree with the one star, or the one pride flag, for the same reasons, for Luba Booba. Luba Boba. That'd be like a bubble tea. Yeah. That's true. I don't want that. <laughs> Gross. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> Them tab- <laughs> tabioca balls. I don't need that. I don't need You it. don't want to associate those with lube? No. If you just pop them in your mouth, they're just full of Shh, like corn syrup. Stop speaking. Could just be like made droid and go, nah. Oh, God. Stop it. Everyone. We should review made droid sometime. No, I oh, will gosh. not participate in that. <laughs> that could be a, a special. A very special edition. Yeah. Excluding me. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. So um, I'll give it two stars as well for out of five for entertainment. Um, I did really like the futuristic stylings of the movie. And I really liked kind of the the Amish um, culture references against the futuristic like backdrop. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Was that. Cool. Yeah. Um and I really like Paul Rudd in it. Justin Thoreau was extremely creepy and I would like to continue liking him, but he's trying to make it hard. <laughs> so um so yeah. I mean I enjoyed definitely enjoyed parts of the movie. It was just so long. And I might have fallen asleep a couple times. I don't know. Or went into a coma or um, shut down like I am right now. Right? Um, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, she's oh, no. reliving she's it too hard." She's careening she, off the road was, as we speak. I was like, "Oh god, oh god, <laughs> say something." Uh, I'm done. I'm done. So that's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast, and if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Open House. Watch it with us this week on Netflix and send your reviews to us at comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. We may just read it on the air. If you want to see us review a particular movie, you can send your suggestions to that address as well. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Production and is copyright 2018, all rights reserved. Theme music created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Irene, and Alan saying, Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Okay, I was just humping us up. Humping us up. Humping us up. Humping us up. I didn't mean to hump us up. I can't do things on the fly. Not what I heard. Hey. She does all the things on the fly. That's why they call her the fly trap. That's, that's real dirty. It's better than being called the pitcher plant. The pitcher plant? Yeah. Oh, I thought they just called her Spanish fly. <laughs> I'm not from Spain. Thanks. All right. This is the good Hispanic shit. Hispanic fly. Is your phone working, 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 working? Does your phone have to giddy up and go? We'll try plugging it in. Did your giddy up and go? <laughs> got up and went? Do you hanker for a hunk of, a slab, a slice, a chunk of, a hanker for a hunk of cheese? Yahoo! Woo-hoo! I made a wagon wheel. <laughs> oh my God, a wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that is, when the, that's gross. When the weekends come and your day is glum, make a Saturday. It's a Sunday. Do you remember that? I do remember. It was that. gross. It was a, a round of pineapple and you put half a banana in it. Yep. And then cottage cheese around it, yep. and then a grape on top. Yep, that is not good. So it looked like a whole dick. It did look like a dick for an old man's dick because it had all that white around it. <laughs> That's gross, Irene. Why'd you make me think of that? I don't know. I blame her too. <sighs> I don't know why, but that was nasty.